Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 4, Save Money on Housing Hacks. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. I'm Jen, and I am joined by my co-host, Jill. How are you today, Jill? I'm doing well. How are you, Jen? <laughs> I am I am fine. I wanted to say something with alliteration, like frugally fine, um, but I'm glad you I'm did just it. fine. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I put a lot of stuff in the notes for today's episode, and... It seems like a small topic, like it's definitely no groceries, but housing is a big expense. It's mm-hmm. most people's biggest expense. So mm-hmm. it deserves a lot of info, I think. So um, we're going to definitely cover renting. We're going to cover alternative housing. We're going to cover buying a house, what to do if you already own one, alternative options for buying. So that's what we're going to cover today. And uh, let's jump on in. Yeah, this might be a four hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to take a bathroom break now. Just hit pause, go get a snack and then come back. Actually, it's a podcast. You could just take it with you. <laughs> yes. We'll never know if you listen on the toilet. <laughs> and you'll never know if you're listening to us while we're on the toilet. Yeah. Because... Uh. We have really good headphones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can mute ourselves. Yes. So. All right. Well, let's let's get into what the internet has to say. Um, our first uh, our first article is from Market Watch. Uh, it's why it makes more sense to rent than buy. So this is for all of our renters that still have not bought. Um, but I feel like everybody who's renting is always thinking about buying. Uh, how do you feel, Jill? I, I would agree with that. If we're talking generals, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I'm not, <laughs> but I don't think that I am in the generals. Yeah. I know that when we were renting, we were fine renting, 
but we were always hoping to buy. We were mm-hmm. definitely in that camp. And we've owned for a year. And I still feel like I love our house and I'm glad we bought. But I still feel pretty like, I don't know, indifferent. Like I could still be renting and that would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I would probably still be looking. Some people feel very strongly about this. Like uh-huh. it, it, uh-huh. it was part of their child rearing experience to be told like you are flushing money down the toilet if you are renting. So do everything within your power to buy a home. And that's just kind of like the mantra that a lot of people live off of. And and a lot of people have great arguments for it. But I would also say that some people are just like, you just buy. That's just what you do. You just buy. And and that is where I've got some red flags with it because there's a lot to consider if you're going to buy. And it, it may not always be cost effective and you could really hurt yourself with the type of mortgage that you choose, how quickly you jump into something, how much you're paying for a house. Yeah, there's a lot of things that go along with that. So I don't disagree with those arguments, but but I don't I don't want to bash renting as much as I think it it can mm-hmm. be bashed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, in the Market Watch article, um, they they definitely do a good job of uh, like saying what the upsides are to renting specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill, what uh, what did you like from this article? Well, to steal some of the things that you you had pointed out, um, I, I think I like the very open handed approach that he took to like renting versus buying and really weighing the two out. So I didn't feel like it was like heavy handed in either direction, um, but really understood what buying is that yes it's an investment but you're still paying uh property tax sometimes your mortgage is far more than what you would spend on a rental property like just you know renting monthly um so i think a lot of the points that he made w- were very worthwhile to consider no matter what side of this you land on, whether you rent or buy. I think that he makes some great points. I think people are just like, this is what my mortgage is going to be. And there's no consideration for how much is it going to cost in repairs. And I am now responsible for that. And I need to pay insurance and taxes and all these things that you're not necessarily factoring into a mortgage. You know, People can get excited about a $700, $800 mortgage, but what else are you also paying? So I think he highlighted that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that it, and there's like a large, there's a growing community of people that are totally against buying. And I think that the writer does do a good job of being just like very reasonable about it. And one of the reasons I picked this article was that it was written in January of this year because I feel like articles about housing, literally, if you mm-hmm. haven't read them in the last four weeks, everything has changed and they're totally <laughs> outdated. Um, but I mean, the first sentence is nearly two thirds of Americans live in areas where it is more affordable to rent than buy. Mm. Um, so that's definitely, you, you have to consider like all of the aspects. Um, and like, 
one thing I was thinking is they were saying this um, last year when we were buying, and I've heard it my entire life, um, but people are always saying that like rates are so low and housing prices are only going up from here. And it's just like, it's just not true. <laughs> like rates will go back down. Housing prices will go back down. So like you shouldn't be in a rush to buy. Um, but then like also you shouldn't put it off if it's something you really want. So, and uh, I mean, I would argue the notion that a house is an investment Um, Mm. I really think it's a home. And so until you're ready to incur the cost of maintenance, upkeep, designing it to be a place you love, uh, no one, including yourself should rush you into buying. Like you're Mm. not missing out on anything by renting. Um, it's totally frugal. Like I remember our first mortgage payment, um, was several hundred dollars more than our rent. Um, and only like $200 went to the principal. Mm. So like the rest of it was still being thrown away on like taxes and, uh, home insurance and, and all that stuff. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's just not everything that it's cracked up to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that you can still save money while renting. I mean, it's not throwing it, in my opinion, down the toilet because you have to live somewhere. Like that is going to cost mm-hmm. money, whether you rent or you own or you come up with some other kind of non traditional housing idea, but it, you're going to pay money to live somewhere. So, like, there is value in that. Like, having shelter, it's valuable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, another reason that I think that it's like a house is an investment. Uh, it's because you're going to have to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like and, that is a necessity. And your time matters too. Like there's there's value to your time and then the time that it is going to require you to put into upkeep of your home versus for a lot of people who are renting, like that's the better route to take because it can save money. You you don't have these like unanticipated costs with something breaking. And then your time is freed up. If you're in a traditional renting apartment situation where you're, you're not, you don't have a yard to take care of. You don't have excessive cleaning to do or, you know, or like I said, repairs. Um, so I think that it's important to weigh out like the cost benefit of all aspects of it and how valuable is your time and are you prepared to yeah take on what it what it means to own a home yeah and i mean i think i think renting is super frugal um a lot of people have used like buying a house for the interest that you can write off on your taxes um and that's like not going to be as valuable anymore uh especially to like most middle-class Americans. Um, I mean, it's still, I guess it's still up in the air, the things that you're going to be able to do with the new tax law. But um, yeah, it's just becoming less and less like the American dream to buy, Yeah, in my opinion. I would agree so. with that. Yeah. Um, Jill, I'm really excited to hear about your like 
alternative housing <laughs> stories. Yeah, I've got like I've been a- waiting for this episode. Because <laughs> um, Jill has probably some of the best like housing hacks that I've ever heard. And I want you to go through all of them because I love them. Yeah. Um, I, this is like not intentionally, but yeah, I've got a handful of experiences that are just not traditional. Um, not for everybody, but certainly yeah. something to be aware of and to be even seeking out if this is, you know, kind of something that's up your alley. But I mean, I think if, I think if you're in the renting camp and you want to take it one step further, all the ideas you're going to throw out are going to be like just the most, the most ultimate. Yeah. Huge. They're going to be huge. Huge. Wait for it. So (laughs) I can go through all of our housing experiences because I think each one is a bit unique and probably has like something in it for somebody. Um, so when Eric and I first got married, we lived in a in-law suite at his parents' house. So, I mean, really it was like, it was an apartment. There wasn't a door connecting the two, but it had previously been used as an in-law suite. We fixed it up a bit and lived there for a little over a year. And then once we moved out, that created a space for his parents to be able to continue to rent, um, and use as a bit of um, yeah, like income for them. Um, and, and so I think that that idea can be translated for other people just to keep an eye out within your community of, Hey, who's got in-law suites, who's got, you know, a garage that could be renovated into something, you know, for, for a short time while I save up money, it's better than the, than your parents' basement. (laughs) It's it's a (laughs) step above that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that was an awesome experience. Um, then from there, so we were looking to just to rent um, an apartment and came across it, in our area. Living expenses is very expensive. Like uh, buying houses, renting everything, it's expensive. Um, so it, within our budget, what existed was not nice places. Um, so we came across one place in particular that was <laughs> it was an eyesore, but we went out on a limb and we asked the landlord if he would be open to paying for materials and us putting free labor into the apartment and fixing it up and living there but maintaining the cheap rent. Um, and he was crazy enough to agree to that. Um, so that we lived there actually for two years. Um, and that, again, that's not a situation that everybody could walk into because we did have the skill to be able to fix it up. And we had a landlord who was crazy enough to allow us to do that, but he didn't have much to lose because the place really was a dump before we moved in. (laughs) Um, but that allowed us to live in a really nice place for really inexpensive Um, And then from there, it just gets crazier. So after that, we decided that we wanted to really go hard at paying down uh, student loan debt. So we, we had been joking about living in an RV, like it just happened while we were on family vacation, we 
we were looking for something that we could go on vacations with and like drag the boat along with us. And as we were looking at these RVs, we were like, these are really like homes. These are small homes that you could totally make work for living. Um, and yeah, within three weeks we had bought an RV and we were fixing (laughs) it up and moving in. Um, and I loved it. Oh my word. I would do that again in a heartbeat. Um, and maybe we could do another episode just on what RV living is about and yeah, how to do that. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, we lived in a 28 foot RV and it had every, I mean, I'm not going to say there's, there was more than enough space, but it had everything that we needed. It had a kitchen, living room, bathroom, bedroom, and it was on wheels. And that's how we met you, Jen, and your husband. So we have fond memories of that RV and you redid it and it Mm -hmm. looked beautiful. Yeah. So that was our version of home ownership within our means. Like we recognized that we were not ready to take on like $220,000 of debt. Um, Instead, we bought an $18,000 motor home, fixed it up, lived in it for a little less than a year. And then when we sold it, we sold it for a profit. So we made like percentage wise we we did decent on that which again really helped us pay down debt so not only did we save mm-hmm. money but then when we turned around and sold it um we did really well with that um and the only reason we moved out of there was because we had an opportunity to house sit in a log cabin in the woods <laughs> <laughs> so that was a hard one to turn down <laughs> um So we just had friends whose parents were going abroad for a year and a half with business. And so obviously they didn't want to sell their house if they were only going to be gone for a year and a half, but they felt more comfortable with somebody living there and, you know, using the stuff in the home and just making sure that everything is running as it should. So we did that for a time. Um, and there, there are opportunities as we were living in the house, we were like, this is great. Like, I wonder if people do this full time. And sure enough, there are, um, like organizations that help to pair both house sitters and house cities. I don't know if that's how you you would say it, but people who are looking for house sitters and people who want to house sit, um, that is something that people do. They either can make it as it be a job or, you know, like actually make money if they're pay, caring for pets or just cheap housing. For us, all we paid was electric while we were um, house sitting because it was, it wasn't worth it to the couple to find somebody to rent it because they came home and they wanted to live in their house when they came home. So there were some things that like we had to be, um, yeah, like kind accommodating. Of yeah, accommodating, yeah, yeah, yeah. flexible. Like you've kind of got to be like a little bit go with the flow if there's a situation mm-hmm. like that. But for us, it it really worked out. And yeah, that to save the money, I don't care. Bring everybody. Yeah. And it was such a, it was a cute cabin too. We got to yeah. stay in it twice and that was so fun. Yeah. Yeah, we loved it. It was like our time in the woods. Um, and we just moved <laughs> out of there to move in with my grandmother. 
Um, my grandfather passed away a few months ago, and so she's living alone, has dementia, but can still, like, is still relatively independent and really doesn't need to go into a home and would prefer to be in her own home, but yet needs really just the company. Like, she's lonely. Um, and then making sure she's taking her medicine, making sure she's not leaving the gas stove on, things like that. But otherwise, like, she's relatively independent. So Eric and I are all about, like, reducing housing costs, sharing where you can. Like, we we also, like, intermittently throughout this, you know, what I'm describing to you as, like, our housing journey, we have also lived with friends for, like, over a month, um, in between some of these things, just like in their basement, using their extra bathroom. And and I think those types of things can be explored. It's probably for someone who may be a little bit more extreme <laughs> in what they're willing to do for housing. Um, but I do think that our culture, which is, you know, moving towards tiny homes and wanting to be frugal and um, recognizing that we don't need all this stuff and simplifying. I think along with that, like for us comes, why do we need a three bedroom, two bath house for just one person? Like we now represent three people in a three bedroom, two bath home. And my grandmother wins because we're here to help with the cooking and taking her to doctor's appointments. And it's and shoveling for her and mowing the grass rather than us in our own home and her in her own home, us needing to care for a home and then come over to her home and try to help her care for her home. It's just like, why don't mm-hmm. we just share the space um, and and take care of that together? So, um, yeah, I think like you see a little bit of our, you know, just framework for approaching life come out of the way that we do housing. Um but I don't think that it's too far off the beaten path. And I think a lot of people are starting to get on board with it. Um, but yeah. anyways, I'm, I'm also thinking in the show notes we can talk about, or well, I can post this link too. There, if, for this specific plug of living with elderly, I know that I've seen a lot of things going on on Facebook of how they do this like in other countries like Sweden where, you know, uh, Students are matched with elderly people, and so you get the cheap. Oh yeah, housing. I saw that. Yeah, and it's like that's so sweet. And that's kind of like that's basically what we are doing, only for a family mm-hmm. member. But also within the states, it is possible to get paid for caring for the elderly. Like there is benefit to just the government in not having to pay for elderly people to be in retirement communities. So. It, um, we'll post the link. Caring.com did a little website on um, what different states offer and how you can go about um, making some money if you do already care for a friend or a family member who's elderly because it does take up time and energy and there is a value to it. So um, mm-hmm. that's another thing to consider as well. Did you notice in the article if it was like just for single people or could couples do it? Anybody. So the money goes to the elderly person for their care. And then the elderly person is able to decide who they want to give that to. So that can be a family member. That could be an organization or an agency coming in, however they want to do that. That's awesome. And like not owning gave you the flexibility to 
take advantage of, of all these opportunities. I think like a, a big thing is that you had a community big enough to like have these opportunities like come to you. So like the friends and the log cabin and you weren't afraid to like, um, to take these risks because you didn't have anything tying you down. That's exactly. Uh, And it's also, yeah, yeah, it's given you freedom for your work. Like, um, you guys can own your own business and, um, like you don't be, you don't have to be making like six figures a year to live. Like, and you can go back to school and like pay for that. And so it's just given you so much, flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for people who value time over net worth, I think that that is like an invaluable thing to look at is like, how can I be more flexible with where I live? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think that really does sum it up is the flexibility. We would not have been able to like bebop around like that if we were tied <laughs> down to like a really mm-hmm. big, investment. Um, yeah, so it, it has worked out for us and I'm not saying buying in the future won't be for us, but it's really worked out in our favor so far, especially like, yeah, these are all great opportunities and all of our friends are like, Oh my word, how do these things keep happening? It's like, well, who else could do this? Like there's not many people who either aren't like tied down to, um, a leasing agreement or have pets or kids or a certain standard of living or a lot of stuff. I mean, we Mm -hmm. also live very simply. We don't have a lot of stuff. So that also makes it easy to be able to like move into somebody else's house, you know, with all of their things Mm -hmm. still there and, and it still works. So there's a lot of things in life that are kind of set up to make those things work. But I know we're not alone. I know that other people are mm-hmm. like that too. I know. I think it's so cool. And it inspired Travis and I to like one day we would like to uh, take a gap year or a gap couple months and uh, be able to like travel in an RV. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. We really want to do that. We will definitely Um, help you figure out that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And you'll have to help us like decorate it because seriously, yours was uh, so cute. Thank you. So good looking. Yeah, we liked it. (laughs) Um, So those are a little out there. Um. (laughs) But know that it hasn't convinced some of you that are serious about buying. Um, And I say this as a homeowner, like, that's okay. Don't feel guilty for wanting to buy a house. It's fine. (laughs) Like, it's fine as long. We're just trying to, like, take, like, houses off their pedestal and, like, put them back down on the ground where they belong Mm -hmm. and uh, just, like, open you up to whatever your situation is there is, you know, frugality at play in whatever mm-hmm. stage of life you're at. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. And then, so if you're ready to buy, um, so there there are a few things that you should know and start doing. So the first is, like I said before, rates are always at quote-unquote attractive lows and housing prices are always quote-unquote only going up from here. Like you need to know that that is all marketing. That (laughs) is what, yeah, realtors, brokers, mortgage bankers, that is what they're all saying. Um, Mm -hmm. So you just need to be level-headed about it and know what you can afford and if you're ready to take on the responsibility of a home. Um, So don't be worried about rates and prices. Like if you buy a house that's a little more expensive than it was like a few months or years ago, but you are exponentially more ready financially, um, then that few thousand dollars is not going to break your bank. It's just not. Um, Mm. So again, because it's not so much an investment as it is um, a necessity. So, um, So that's number one. Number two, you should start doing best practices to increase your credit score and decrease your debt to income ratio. So um, banks want it to be less than 28%. So that's how much debt you have, um, to your gross income. So that you can find calculators for that online. Um, they want it to be less than 28%. Better yet, get out of debt first. Uh, getting out of debt frees you up to make down payments quicker, to make home repairs quicker. Uh, there is so much benefit to getting out of debt before you buy a house. Um, and if you're trying to pay off debt and you're getting that like, itch to buy a home, take it from somebody who bought a home while they were still trying to pay off a debt (laughs) and just wait, like just wait because it'll throw you off. Like we were lucky enough to, it only threw us off by two months, but we're like very stubborn people. So (laughs) if you're not as stubborn as us, like just don't. You guys did no spend months yeah. 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 <laughs> so you had to go hard at that. We were extreme. And so even even us, like for us, it uh it threw us off cuz it's just that new home feel you need to I mean, we sat with empty rooms in our house for months while we paid off debt, but there were still some things we just needed to buy um when we moved in. 
because it was our home and no landlord was going to provide it for us. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, but you definitely want to get a low debt to income ratio because your goal is to qualify for a conventional loan. And like, there are a lot of options out there. Um, but it's well known that conventional loans have the best rates and the best terms. So don't settle for a loan with more fees and a higher interest rate just to get like a lower down payment and get into a home quicker. Like don't settle because in the long run, it'll be better for you to qualify for the best loan available. So that's another thing. If you can't qualify for the best loan available, maybe you should wait a little while before you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and three is start saving for your down payment. Um, the more you save, the lower your interest rate is, the less PMI you'll have to pay, if anything. Um, and you can also, if you're a first-time homebuyer, be looking at grants. So if your pay is in a certain like bracket, you could qualify for some first-time homebuyer grants, and that's really cool. Mm, that is um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so another uh, post that we have from the internet is one of my favorites. Um, it's from CoachCarson.com. And uh, he is all about real estate investing. And he has written this really infamous house hacking guide. So like how to hack your housing, live for free, and start investing in real estate. So, um, his, like my favorite suggestion of his is one that not a lot of people are going to like, not a lot of ladies are going to like it, but I think like really nerdy men are super into it. (laughs) It's really popular with like bachelors. Um, so if you are looking for homes, um, basically buy a small multi-unit real estate property. So um, so one unit, like get a duplex or a triplex or a fourplex and just live in one of the units and rent out the other ones so that you are an on-site landlord and you can rent out the other, thing, other units and live for free. Um, so, and the, the income will pay for some or all the expenses you'll have in the, you know that duplex triplex or fourplex so and then you can either you can use that to um, continue to save for uh, another home like a like a single family home and then just keep that as an income property um, or you know sell it as the market goes up like whatever but it is an awesome hack mm-hmm. that I had never heard before Um but it makes so much sense, um, yeah. especially if it's your first place and you're already used to living in apartments. Like, why yeah. not do it for a little longer except for own it? And it's like you still have roommates, but you don't ever have to see them. They have their own entrance and bathroom and you don't <laughs> you don't have to care about if they clean up after themselves. Yeah. Yeah. We've actually got quite a few friends who do this. And if you can find good tenants, then it is great. And actually, we even know some some people older than us who have been doing this for years and years, and it turned into their job, like just mm-hmm. caring for these properties and 
you know, main, maintaining them and getting good renters in just, you know, even turned into their income as well. So it, it has a lot of potential, not just in being a housing hack. Yeah. Um, I think it's so cool. And I wish that we had known about it or had more time to like look into it when we were looking for houses, uh, because we would have definitely done it. Mm-hmm. Um, we were also looking for single family houses that had a mother-in-law suite in the back. Yeah. Um, but those are like really hard to find cause those are the ones everybody wants. Cause then they can, you know, have their cake and eat it too. Right. Um, but yeah. And, um, but I know that there are people that will, uh, you know, buy a house and like rent a room out. We do mm-hmm. something similar to that. So this is our our form of house hacking. So once we paid off our debt, uh, we bought a um, a bed, a new bed for our room, and put our old bed in the guest room. And we rent out the front room of our house on Airbnb. And we've been doing that for about three months now. And we make enough to like almost cover our entire mortgage every month since we started. Yeah. So So we, I mean, of course we live in St. Petersburg, which is a major, yeah. (laughs) It helps that you live in Florida. (laughs) Yeah. And we live 15 minutes from the beach, 15 minutes from downtown, 30, 45 minutes from Clearwater. So we're in a good area, but I would have to say like, I'm sure there are a ton of people that are going to listen to this that are in good areas, you know, near a college mm-hmm. or, um, or something like we'll get a lot of business people that are here. So if you're near like a convention center or like, um, like a bunch of like a big company or something, mm-hmm. um, we get a lot of people from Europe, uh, just because they want to go to Florida. I don't think they really care where they are in Florida. Um, they just want to be here. <laughs> and, uh, so, we have got, oh, we get a, a lot of people that want to buy real estate in the area and they're coming down to like look at houses. So we just get all kinds of mm-hmm. people. It's not just people mm-hmm. on vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's just a matter of marketing yourself as, you know, a place, you know, wherever you're near, like just capitalizing on on what you think will be your like the 80 20 rule like um 20% will give you like 20% of your efforts will give you 80% of your results so just like putting a sentence um like really great for university of so and so students or like yeah so just catering to your crowd is really important and uh we have uh, people always ask like do you actually have people like in your house they're just like walking around in your house with you. (laughs) (laughs) And yes. And I will, I will say we are both introverts. Uh, so, but it's not weird. I mean, we have a three, two and it was just the two of us. Like we don't each need a bathroom. So we are in the back of the house. They are in the front of the house and we have just met the coolest people. Mm. Oh, they're so cool. And we're pretty picky on like our on how you can book with us. Like you have to be staying at least two nights, no more than two weeks. 
Uh, you have to be, uh, your government ID has to be verified by Airbnb. Um, and you have to have like all your information, uh, with them, like that they need, um, you have to pay up front, all that sort of thing. Like, wow. And the Airbnb screens all that, like they help you to, to mm -hmm. screen like that. That's neat. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, no infants, children, um, like no dogs or anything. So we're pretty picky and, and that means we get really good people in, Mm -hmm. um, and we've enjoyed like almost all of them. So, <laughs> I won't ask our, you which ones you didn't enjoy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's like our version of house hacking. Um, and I will, I'll post the direct link to like our referral link in the show notes, but it'll also be at um, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash Airbnb. And uh, you can help us, you can support us by signing up through that link if you also want to become an Airbnb host. And I can also post the link to our uh, listing if you want to check it out and kind of like model your listing after that. And honestly, when I mean, the picture that we have up is older and like we don't even have bedside tables in the picture. So like people, we like under promise and over deliver. So like now when they get here, they actually have nightstands. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's my secret to everything <laughs> under promise over deliver. <laughs> yes, um, That has been my experience with you, Jen. <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, so that if you already own and you can't do like the duplex thing, um, like seriously, try it out. Like if you don't like it, take your listing down. They have, a lot of people are worried about people hurting themselves and like suing you. Um, like if you're worried about the type of person that's going to be booking with you, you can like screen people before they stay with you. You don't have to do instant booking. Um, there are a lot of different ways to get around getting people you're nervous about in there. But like we've had single ladies, single men, couples, everyone's just been super classy and super great, like very fun. And, um, yeah, no creepers. So I I obviously cannot promise that you won't get a creeper, but there are ways to (laughs) like manually screen, Mm -hmm. um, so that you don't have like people that you don't feel safe with in your home. Yeah. I mean, because um, on Airbnb, you can do reviews both directions, right? Uh-huh. Like you can review mm-hmm. yeah. the people so, who stay. Yeah. They review us and re- we review them as well. Mm-hmm. So you can you can set it so you only accept people that have a recommendation from a former host. Yeah. So that's an option too. So they just make it really easy to, uh, to do it and feel safe because uh, it is you know, for us, it's inside of our house. Um, and yeah, nobody's stolen anything besides, I think one couple, I think may have stolen a roll of toilet paper (laughs) and that's, yeah, that's, or I mean, they had to have stolen some people. I'm like, did you steal this toilet paper or do you just like really (laughs) use a lot? Um, but one couple, I'm sure it was like, you could not use a whole roll in one night honey, like I, oof, this bathroom would look a lot different. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, but that's it. And that's there's it. still like, there's insurance. Um, like we actually had a couple who put a CPAP machine, uh, for like breathing on our nightstand and the water kind of ruined the top of the nightstand. Um, and so, so through Airbnb, we're able to like, see like, Hey, what, you know, what do you think went on here? And we sent them a picture and like, Oh, that, you know, looks like the bottom of our CPAP machine. Cause it left some weird imprint. Um, and so through the app, we were able to charge them the amount for like, we bought some stain. And, uh, so we, you know, uploaded the receipt for the stain, a picture of the nightstand, um, an explanation, and then we were able to charge them. Um, and Airbnb keeps like all that on record. Um, oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So, and that goes with things that are missing as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Airbnb keeps track of like all those correspondences. And if for some reason, like you're having trouble, um, you know, like getting through to them on your own, then Airbnb can step in. So that's great. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely something that I think more people should try. Mm hmm. So, and, and be less scared of, even if you only do it for like special events. Um, like I think the Super Bowl is being hosted in Tampa next year. Uh, I don't know football, but that's what I've heard. And so I think we're going to try and rent out our whole house on that weekend and just go out of town. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, even if it's just for special events or on weekends, um, I mean, it's very flexible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. We had even considered something like that with our RV because you can take it places. And so we had heard that local colleges sometimes like, you know, when they've got homecoming weekends, all the hotels are booked up, a lot of the Airbnbs are, but then you can Mm. park and do tailgating so that sometimes people will just like rent out RVs for people to tailgate in over the weekend Um, and some people do it and make a lot of money off of it. So yeah, I mean, there's just, no matter what kind of housing situation you're in, it, it seems like you could consider, well, how might I be able to let someone else use this and make some money? Yeah, for sure. That's a great idea. Especially, so if anybody else has like an RV that's just sitting around and they're like, I wonder how I can make money off of this, like post it up and be like, I will drive it to this location and you have to pay the fee for its parking and you can't drive it anywhere, but you can stay in it and then I'll drive it off for you. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's always, as long as you're resourceful, there's usually a way you can make money off things. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Agree. All right. Well, it's time again for the bill of the week. Oh, yeah. time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. Hi, this is Tom from Schnecksville, PA, and here's my bill of the week. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm standing here on Capitol Hill. 
Well, now I'm off to the White House where I'll sit around and wait for a lot of other bills to be legislate. But I know I'll be a law someday. At least I hope and I pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. <laughs> yes, a schoolhouse rock throwback. I was not expecting that, but thank you so much, yeah. Tom from Schnecksville. Your bill of the week was not lost on us, and I really think it's going to be very hard to top this one. So, for the rest of you, though, give it a try. Give us a call, send us your bill of the week, 570-995-1540. We look forward to hearing what you guys come up with. And move it on. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, so for our final wrap-up, I feel like we had a lot of tips, so I don't want to throw out any tips, but I do want to have a conversation about commuting Mm. Um, because, so when I listen to the Dave Ramsey show and people are like, what should I do to save money on housing? Uh, His answer is always like, move out of the city, fine, like you can you're just stubborn and you don't want to drive, uh, take a commute. So I wanted to challenge Dave on this. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. We're only um, four episodes in. Are you sure? I know. <laughs> I, but, but this is like, I'm a, you know, you know, reformed baby stepper. Um, and like, we're currently teaching Financial Peace University at our church. So it's like not like I'm anti-Dave. Um, but <laughs> I did find this. <laughs> I found this article um, by Mr. Money Mustache, uh, dot com, And he is he's a little I mean, he is extremely extreme, um, but he is totally against the commute. And uh, so his argument is that maybe you should rent um, closer to your work or buy closer to your work if it's in your budget. Um, 
and just close enough to your work where you can bike to work. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you are able to sell your financed cars, which you bought because you needed reliable transportation because of your long commute and never finance cars again and save all that money on insurance and like go down to one car family. Um, But I thought it was interesting and it challenged me because we are definitely not a one car family. Um, But I am close enough to my work to bike and I don't. And I sit around um, a bunch of people that do bike to work and like Mm. my justification for not biking is that I like to like I just get in the car after work and go straight to the gym because um, then I can get to the class that I want on time. Um, but he did the math for a couple that wanted to move from their neighborhood that was close to their jobs uh, to his neighborhood, which had more affordable housing. So he calculated that if they moved to his neighborhood, it gave both of them um, gave them 38 extra miles a day between the two of them. And so using the IRS's standard 51 cents a mile deduction, which if you have a business and you deduct mileage for work, that's what that is. So if you just use that standard, um, it estimates that they'd pay an extra $19 every weekday to live in the cheaper neighborhood. Um, so not to mention that the commute in traffic would take 40 minutes each way. Yeah. Um, but that would be an extra $4,700 a year. Um, which if you're renting, that's like significant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as significant if you're buying, but it's um, really yeah. significant. And that's not to mention like how much then of your life is rearranged because of that mm-hmm. commute. Like, I used to commute 45, 50 minutes both ways. And there were times that because of that, I didn't want to go all the way or either way, either way I did it. If I went all the way home and then back out with, with Eric that night or just saying to him, Hey, can you just like meet me halfway or come down to me where I'm working? Cause there's this cool thing that's going on down here. Now we got two cars, mm-hmm. you know, a half an hour away from home and now we're both driving home. So like, that's not even factoring in the different things that you would, um, orient your life around because you are commuting so far to work. Yeah. And, and the price like of that, financed car that you need because you needed a newer car like the insurance costs more on those like newer cars that commute you have is lost time that could be spent like cooking dinner at home so of course the longer commute means you eat out more Mm -hmm. um like it's just like yeah it, it makes a lot of sense to live closer to your job And if the rent is just too ridiculous by where you work, like another option is to be on the lookout for jobs closer to your affordable home, in which case you could take a slight pay decrease and you'd still come up on top. Um, Like if you consider your time as like a part of your compensation, Um, and like, it's easy to get complacent at a job, like with people you like and tasks, you know how to do, but like being on the lookout for 
higher paying jobs, like with or better benefits, um, like closer to home or just in general should always be on your radar. Like, what do you think, Jill? Yeah. I, I knew a woman who was constantly updating her like indeed account and always had an updated resume and was constantly on the lookout. And at first that struck me like, Oh man, is she not, is she not happy? But it really just was, I want to learn and grow and I want to be in the best possible place. And I'm always ready to go someplace else. And that's yeah. not to, to say like be flaky, don't don't be a loyal employee someplace. But um I I would agree with the not being complacent mentality that I think that just in general, yeah, life is more enjoyable and worthwhile if we're stretching ourselves and growing. And sometimes that means a a job switch. Sometimes that can't mm-hmm. happen within your job. Yeah. And gosh, even if you like your job, getting a competitive like offer from another company could allow you to negotiate higher salary at the job that you already love. Um, so there's like not, it's 2018. Like if you, you can keep it under wraps enough. Like if you're worried about losing your job because you're looking like, um, just be really careful about it. Don't like post your resume on Facebook. Like, (laughs) you just have to be smart about it. Um, But yeah, always keeping your resume updated, uh, keeping your uh, LinkedIn profile updated, what have you, um, could like not only get you some better offers from, you know, competitive companies, but could possibly get you freelance gigs as well, um, which saves you a lot of time because you don't normally have to drive to freelance gigs. So, yeah, but that is an uncommon way to look at like house hacking, um, like lowering your cost on housing. Um, you know, maybe you lower your car and commuting costs and there you go. Then you can afford your rent or mortgage better. Like then it's in your budget. Um, so it's not always about lowering every single line item on your budget. It's just about lowering the ones that matter less to you um, so that you can afford the things that really do matter. Yeah. Word. 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 And that's all I have to say about that. I like it. That's a good wrap up. I like that you challenged Dave Ramsey. You went out on a limb and you know what? He's been challenged. Yeah. You know, I think... We'll definitely have like a lot of listeners that are in baby step two. And that is my sincerest hope. Um, and I just hope that all you baby steppers out there are okay with um, my like slight jabs at Dav. At Dav, Dave. <laughs> Dav. Um, jabs at Dav. Uh, because I do love him. I do think he's been like foundational in the success of so many people's finances. And I would yeah. not want to see a world without Dave Ramsey. Um, so... It comes out of love. <laughs> nice plug. I don't think he's ever going to oh, yeah. listen to this, but. <laughs> no. Maybe one day. Maybe In case one word day. ever gets back. <laughs> yeah. Just tell him the frugal friends love him. All right. Well, with that, uh, we're going to wrap it up for this one. Uh, thanks so much for listening. If you want to be a part of what we're doing, uh, you can check us out on uh, frugalfriendspodcast.com. 
You can join our mailing list. Uh, we're going to have a really good freebie uh, to help you guys save money with other stuff. And uh, subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, and Stitcher. And definitely leave a review if you're liking what you're hearing. That's the best way uh, more people will find out about the podcast. And uh, yeah, it's the best frugal way that you can help us out. So again, I am Jen. And I'm Jill. And uh, we're your frugal friends. Stay frugal. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriani. And next week we're going to have Will Smith, uh, potentially. I'm going to try and see if his schedule would allow him to join us. Next week, yeah. Next, next week, week, Will Smith, uh, if we reach out to him, if mm-hmm. we have time. I'm sure yeah. he'll be fine being on the podcast. Yeah, I plan to reach out to him, so... Oh, well, if you do, then right. then I feel confident saying So, like, we'll if I'm him. planning to reach out to him, then, yeah probably can be confident that next week we'll hear from Will Smith. Yeah. I, he's from Philadelphia, right? So like your guys are neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Born and raised. Well, yeah. When I say reach yeah. out, I mean like, you know, like walk down the street and knock on his door. Or reach out your hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. So that'll, that'll be a good one. I don't know what he knows about finance, but we'll find out. He is so inspirational. Everybody has been tagging me in his Instagrams and they're like, thank you for being an inspiration to the debt-free community. And I'm like crying (laughs) on the other side of the screen. (laughs) But he's so inspirational. Yeah. He's like killing it on Instagram. He's killing it everywhere. Uh, Yeah. He's Will Smith. He's a a talented guy. That's a special place in my hard drive. (laughs) All right, too far. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional. You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.